Welcome to Here's Teresa on Talk Zone with your host, Teresa E. Keeves. Teresa is here to inspire and educate you with heartwarming stories and informative conversations from a national and global perspective. Now, here's Teresa. Good morning. Good morning to my listeners out there. How are you guys doing? How are you doing? Good day, good day, good day to all my listeners out there. Thank you for tuning into my show. Here's Teresa broadcasting on the greattalkzone.com internet radio. And I'm your host, Teresa E. Keeves. And wow, what a great time to be talking about a number of hot and interesting topics to my listeners along with my fabulous guest, Reginald C. Campbell, the world's greatest and most phenomenal mental health therapist. Now, here's my question right off the bat, because we got a lot to talk about. How are you all out there? I know that you guys are doing just fine. And me, Tony the Tiger, great, highly blessed and favored. And I'm happy to be talking to all of you out there. Okay, we are one half the year already. Today is June First, did that not come fast upon us? And I'm telling you, time is going fast. I say it all the time, and I'll probably say it a lot more. Don't mess around with your life, you guys. Be positive and move forward. And um, and listen, let me give a quick weather report here. I was just um uh, telling my fabulous engineer, Dave, shout out to Dave, that the weather here in Arizona is hot, hot, hot. Um, and, uh, but you know, we're supposed to have some clouds today, but that was like yesterday's or two days ago report. But now today it shows that the sun is just one big blazing ball on this, um, um, Arizona state here in Arizona. Um, but I was hoping that it would be some clouds because then that would keep the temperature down a little bit. But today's high is, um, in the valley, depending once again where you are, is 97. And, uh, but still, look, listener, that's still a hundred, right? Now, here's some stats for you guys out there. Get this, listeners. On AZ NBC News this week, the weather report stated that the weather here in Arizona has steadily increased above normal constantly. Okay, constantly since 1968. Okay, the weather has been on an increase. All right, so it is no joke, this global warming. All right. Now, the topic of my show today is talking about some of this and talking about some of that. You know, listeners, there's so much to talk about right now, particularly with so much going on in our nation, in our nation's capital and around the world. And all I can say is, wow, this is going to be a fabulous talk with my guest. All right. Now, let's get this out the way. Tiger Woods, what is going on? Okay. first of all, please, listeners, do your homework as you know that the media will say things to sensationalize to get the public's attention and for ratings, of course, about news. However, I am talking about Tiger Woods right now. What a talented person he is, and he is a good looking man, and I have sympathy for him and he needs help. All right. 
And I'm going to tell you why. He is a fantastic golfer. You cannot take that away from him. Thank God for his father who taught him the ropes of this sport. Now, Wendy Williams reported on her show on Tuesday of this week that she believes that he had alcohol as well with his pills. Now, this is what I'm going to say about her comment. I like you, Wendy Williams, but you are wrong on on that comment. And perhaps you have rectified your comment, which she did when I listened to her report yesterday, which was Wednesday. She said that it was all pills and she didn't know that pills can actually do this to a person. Really? OK, um, uh, as I say, people need to do their homework. All right. And check it out. And don't be so quick to just go saying things. And but I do like that she did come back and and rectify what she had said before. And, um, you know, so this is what I want to say to Tiger. Okay, Tiger, if you're listening to me, you know, I know that you were on prescribed medication and it was reported on CBS and uh, that he has been going through a number of back surgeries and and he had a reaction on the medications that he was taking. And I believe that report you all, because I know that I have can have such bad adverse reactions to medication as I'm allergic to so many of them. Who knows? Maybe he was having an, an, an allergic reaction. We don't know. Now, a report on CBS yesterday says that his car had two flat tires and that he was blocking the right lane and he was asleep at the wheel and that he was given the test for alcohol, you guys out there, and it came out to be .000. So there, to all of you who are saying that alcohol was in the mix. Now, Tiger, once again, if you are listening to me, I want to tell you that I am praying for you and that I want you to get better and that you are a phenomenal person. You have proved yourself so many times on the golf course that you are a force to be reckoned with. And Jack Nicholas, one of my other favorite golfers, stated in an interview this week that he supports you and that he feels sorry for you as well. You can uh, come, you know, come back and into the world of golf if that is what you like to do you know i just want you to know tiger that you come from good stock remember that and like a number of us human beings sometimes we fall off our mark sometimes more than once in our lives but the great thing is that we can regain our footing and be more powerful than before as we are moving in a different direction remember we don't want to be on that same direction as we don't want to see those same people that was in our life and the high probability of making the same errors that got us in trouble in the first place, as it is my hope, Tiger, that you learn from your mistakes and move on, move forward, never looking back. Okay, it's shout-out time. Now, I am sure that you all heard about the unfortunate incident CNN reports reported on May 29th, the following, and I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it because it is so sad. Dozens of people gathered on Saturday around a circle of flowers and photos to honor a recent college graduate and an Army veteran who were fatally stabbed on a Portland commuter train. The two men were killed after they intervened when a man allegedly yelled, um, you know, what 
would be best characterized as hate speech toward a variety of ethnicities and religious religions as two women on a metropolitan area express MAX light rail train Portland police sergeant Pete Simpson said. Now this is being reported on CNN. Okay. Now a third victim who was a poet survived the attack, but is receiving medical treatment for serious injuries. A suspect and I don't know why they're calling him a suspect. Why did they do that? When you know that the person did it, it's a suspect. Okay. Well, they have, they have varying reasons and they do this to, for certain people. But anyway, continuing on, Jeremy Joseph Christian, 35 years old, has been arrested on aggravated murder charges. Federal authorities are trying to determine whether Christian will face hate crime charges as a memorial with flowers and notes for the victim grows across the train station where one of the men died. The victim families, friends, and Portland residents gathered Saturday at a nearby grassy area. They shared a few words about their loved ones while others praised their courage. To the families of the fallen and to the survivor, I pray that you have all the needed support. I wish you peace and may God be with you all. Okay. I am going to bring on right now my guest, the fabulous, the phenomenal, the godsend, my brother who I love, the world's best mental health therapist, Reginald C. Campbell. I want him to get in right now on the start because we have a lot that we're going to be talking about. You know, as I said, I only have an hour show, so I got to get all this in. So good morning, Reginald. How are you? And welcome to my show. Good morning. Happy Thursday. This week yep. went by fast, and yeah, it's mm-hmm. June first, and boy, half the year is done. Uh, so yeah, let's let's do what we need to do. Time is is passing. Um, the time is not a wasting unless you waste it. Uh, but time is precious. So that's my saying. Time is not a, a passing. I mean, time is not being wasted unless you waste it. Uh, so let's let's do what we need to do for the betterment of our lives and the betterment of the lives of the people that you love. How about that? Oh, yeah. I like that. I like that. That's that's very, very good. So, all right, Reginald, let's get with this, this right here. <sighs> I'm going to start off by saying, really, Kathy, Kathy Griffin, come on, really. Fox News reports on May 30, 2017, Listeners, that Kathy Griffin apologizes for photo shoot with bloodied Trump mask says she went so far. You think the report goes on to say that that Kathy stated in a Twitter post late Tuesday that um, that it you know that is too disturbing and that it wasn't funny. Now I understand how it offends people. She said, adding, "I've made a, mis- a lot of mistakes in my career." According to the gossip site, Kathy joked with Shields who is this photographer, on set they would need to move to Mexico after the photos were released or fear imprisonment. In her Twitter post on Tuesday, Griffin said she was going to take down the image. I went too far and I'm wrong, Kathy says. Do people not think anymore? Teresa is saying. Chelsea Clinton said, called it a vile and called it vile and wrong, and it is never funny about killing a president in a Twitter post. Well, I totally agree with her, and I would like to add that it is never a joke 
that is funny about killing anyone. I like Kathy Griffin as a comedian. Uh, listeners, I think she is a funny comedian, but I do not like what she did. And it was, you know, disgusting. Going too far? I most certainly say that it was. I pulled up the article and it is vile and wrong and nauseating. It is not funny to talk about hurting or killing someone. I don't care who it is. And I don't believe in war. And I, and, and I am not a fan of the death penalty. And if you never knew that, that that was my belief, now you know. Now you all out there who listen to me have heard me voice my opinions about Trump. So you know that I am no fan of Trump by a long shot, no shape, form, or fashion. Here comes the but. This is not right, and it should have never happened. Do a Saturday Night Live comedy joke about Trump, but never ever joke about taking his life. We have realized that we are all connected. We need to realize, rather, that we are all connected in this beautiful world, and what you wish for, someone else will only do a 360-degree back to you okay now i have a couple of other comments about this but i would like to hear your comment original about what i just said yeah i i don't agree uh, with what kathy griffin did um uh, you know i'm 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 no fan of, of of donald trump in any way shape or form and donald trump has said some vile things about people he said some vile things about president obama She should have known better. She, 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 she should have known better. And and the other thing, um, you know, we don't, uh, we being um, uh, Democrats and the progressive movement, we don't need any distraction because the Republicans will use and have attempted to use this as a distraction. And exactly. any distraction that gets uh, 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 the Russian troll off of the airways for a day or two is a day or two of getting the Russian probe off of the air. So you don't need it. Exactly. Uh, Kathy Griffin should have, should have known better because uh, you, you never joke about uh, hurting the president. You never joke about killing a person, a human being in general, uh, killing someone. Exactly. Not joke. It, it's not funny and it's not a joke. And uh, mm-hmm. she, she was terminated from CNN for the uh, New Year's Eve uh, celebration and and I agree with that right so yeah and uh, yeah because we need to own up to our mistakes um and uh we you know and this is what I said earlier Reginald do people not think anymore people just do and say things willy-nilly without um without thinking about their thoughts first you know as I had said before many times on my program you know your thoughts uh carry a lot of energy enough as it is inside your body but also once you spew out that and or act out an, an evil act, 
then all of that energy has to go somewhere. It will have uh, some type of effect in some type of manner, whether your thing was evil or whether it was positive. Okay. The other thing that I want to um, uh, uh, piggyback on too, Rachel, is that I totally agree that President Trump himself with so many of the nasty things he said and so many of the nasty things that other Americans have said about the president, about the first lady, referring to her as some type of ape or monkey and things like this. Um, they have, you know, they have also depicted, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, with a noose around the neck of, of the president and things like that, saying that, you know, to hang him and things, you know. So, but my point is, is that two wrongs don't make a right. Now, Piggy, now this makes a good segue, Reginald, into the next thing that is relating to what we just got through saying. CBS Morning reports that a noose was found in National Museum of the African American History and Culture Center. That's the new museum, Reginald, that was built in Washington, D.C. I reported on that um, uh, maybe about a month or two ago on my program and was highly featured on CBS and other broadcasters as they opened their doors recently to the public. Also, LeBron James' house was vandalized at his Brentwood, Brentwood Estates residence. It was vandalized with spray with, with a spray painted racial slur on his gate, which was nigger. Okay, LeBron James, one of the most noted and recognized and highly paid athletes in the United States, um, uh, says that racism still exists in America, and no black American is insulated from racism in America. No matter how famous you are, no matter how many people admire you, uh, this is what LeBron James was saying in an interview, uh, that being black in America, Reginald, is tough. And uh, the Los Angeles uh, 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 you know, news had reported that he was not at home when this incident happened, and police is hoping that the incident was caught on surveillance video. Your comments, Reginald. Well, um, it, it doesn't surprise me, and it's unfortunate to say that incidents like this don't surprise me. Um, uh, being black in America is, is, is tough. Um, I experience racism on a daily basis, unfortunately, be it on the small scale or, or the short or the, or the larger scale. And uh, any black American... Uh, Especially, we have some Black Americans who want to pretend that uh, the Black Republican Americans who want to pretend that racism doesn't exist or it's all gone, everything is better. They're being delusional or they're just stupid. Uh, so mm-hmm. it does exist. Uh, it doesn't matter. I mean, LeBron James has done everything that you can do. Uh, he did, he's done everything the right way. There's never been any scandal or anything about this young man. Um, uh, he married his high school sweetheart. He has, you know, uh, a family. He's lived his life the right way. Uh, mm-hmm. Obama has done the same thing. He lived his life the right way. No scandals or anything. Uh, but mm-hmm. a lot of times in America, uh, being black, that's just not good enough. Um, mm-hmm. I, I've experienced, and this is recently, uh, you know, driving home from work, um, uh, Police officer is behind me. You know, I drive a nice car. The police officer is behind me, and I can see him running my place. You know, mm-hmm. I see this. I, mm-hmm. I see this kind of stuff. You know, uh, like go ahead, run, run my place uh, because you're not going to find anything because my nose is clean. 
Uh, but mm-hmm. that's the reality. That's the reality of living in America. Uh, but that's not going to stop me, and I encourage uh, any black American or any person of color, um, uh, these things exist, but, uh, you know, all people aren't this way. And that's another that's right. That's all right. People are not this way. So, you know, we can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Exactly. But that is exactly what Trump did during his campaign when he said, what do you have to lose? This is what he was saying to black America. Okay. That you don't have any jobs, that you're living in the ghetto, you know, that you, you know, your schools are bad. What do you have to lose? Vote for me. And first of all, how demonic is that? And also, first of all, how ignorant are you? And you and I even discussed that when we were growing up, okay, that um, I know a lot of white people may find this hard to believe, but when we were growing up, we didn't grow up in the ghetto. We didn't know what it was to run, have to run from bullets and and um, oh, I don't know where my daddy is. I don't know where my mama is, you know, and things like that. You know, we were secure and safe. Our parents were in check. They were they were stated there firmly on the ground. They knew each other when they were six years of age. And the only time they parted is when my father transitioned and then my mother transitioned. And I know that they are together right now. All right. So, um, I, you know, I, I just had to I just I just wanted to say that. You know, that there are a lot of, uh, there are huge amounts of black Americans that are highly educated. But the, the issue, Reginald, and this is not to say that, you know, all white people were, you know, are like this, is that, you know, with people such as Trump, there's only like one black America. You know, there's not, they're, they're not segments of black Americans. You understand what I'm saying? Although there's segments of white people, but there's not segments of black, black Americans. You understand what I'm saying, Reginald? That, you know, that, you know, where everybody grew up, uh, you know, in the ghetto, you know, yet really there are so many black Americans who grew up with much more than a lot of white people had. Don't don't kid yourself about that. But see, here's the whole thing. At the end of the day, as everybody, you know, is saying, as you stir the pot and you look in and you look at the bottom, what's left? We are all human beings. We are all God's collective spirits here to learn and to do better and to grow and to help ourselves and to help people. That's what we're supposed to be doing. We're not supposed to be sitting here talking about, you know, race and and things and and all of this kind of stuff. And I truly agree too, Reginald, that um, about what you said, let's not be talking about what Kathy Griffith said, because what we need to do is keep our nose and our eyes on the on, on what is very important. And that is the dealings with the Russians. And the and and uh, and and the hopes that they're going to have hearings that's going to put everybody on the stand, and that includes Trump, because something is definitely wrong. Something's not smelling right in the water. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, well, you know, a lot of people want to think that there's you know only one Black America. Yeah, that every you know Black American uh, you know grew up in the ghetto and all of this, you know, and and, and that's not, you know, I mean, that's, that's just so, it's just so ridiculous. And, and, you know, I always like to say my best friend in first grade, my first best friend was thus the white kid down the street, you know. And, so, and, and his sister and his sister, Charmaine, was my best friend. They owned the restaurant down there. It was, it was fine. Okay, go ahead. I just had to throw that in. <laughs> go ahead, Reginald. So, 
So it's um uh, uh yes, I'm sorry I lost lost my train of thought right there. But, but yeah, sorry about that. To, yeah. Yeah. Just you know, we need to be positive. I mean, it doesn't make sense that this country is still talking about the same stupid crap. You know, this is why everything that we need to be talking about is failing education, um, you know, environmental issues. And, you know, we're going to talk about that, you know, later on, too. You know, these are things, you know, helping the veterans, you know, uh, these are things that we need to be talking about, not any of this this other nonsense, you know, spewing this. This is ridiculous. OK, now. I um, have something that I want to share um, with, you know, with you, Reginald, and my listeners and tell them about the continuum of craziness that is going on in the real estate market. OK, mortgage scams. OK, hackers and the tech industry. I'm sure, uh, you know, a number of the listeners out there original have heard about it before, and I'm sure you have too, you know, and the news and from me and you're, you know, well, you're going to hear about it again. Now, it was reported, Reginald, on NBC Nightly News on Tuesday of this week that this lovely couple um, had moved to Prairie, Minnesota, Reginald, to take care of their, you know, to help take care of their six grandchildren. Now, they were buying a townhouse, and they lost over $205,000, their life savings, Reginald. Just how did this happen? Well... As they were transferring monies to the title company, the hackers intercepted the email message between the title company and this couple, and the hackers changed the information from the title company pertaining to the money being deposited with fraudulent information. Long story short, this lovely couple have lost their life savings. They are not sure if they will recover any of it or all of it. And the FBI in Minnesota says, Reginald, that this action has risen by 480%, which is the growth of the cyber scams that are targeting home buyers. Your comments, Reginald? Gosh. <laughs> I, I, I guess that's, that's my only comment there. And there have to be uh, safety measures. Um, so this doesn't happen again, and I hope that this couple, uh, bless their heart, I hope that they are able to recover um, uh, this this money. The uh, hopefully the, the real estate company will, will do the right thing and you mm-hmm. know, recover the money for them. So uh, that's 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 a shame, and there needs to be better, <clears throat> excuse me, cyber security uh, for these kind of things because. You know, believe you, people are are out there looking any kind of way to uh, to scam and, and and to hurt people. And uh, to, unfortunately, people are doing that twenty four seven. So uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I hope that they can come up with um, some better cybersecurity and and uh, allow this couple to recover their money. Yeah, my heart just totally went out to them. You know, here they are on the on the journey of doing something great and uh here come along you know these these um uh these scammers you know um and did this to them and you know i just i just pray you know for justice to be done with the scammers and i pray that this couple recovers their monies 
you know, if not all of it, some of it. I mean, come on. I mean, this just really leaves them hanging. They've been working all their life. They're good people. I can tell, you know, um, the sadness in the wife's eyes and the husband as they were um, talking uh, to the reporter, um, you know, you know, about this. And then also, Reginald, you know, um, and I'm sure you've heard of this report, too, but I'm and my listeners and I'm going to talk about it, is that when you go up to the ATMs, you know, you need they're telling you to, you know, to, uh, you know, touch the, the items on the machine, um, you know, like where you put your card in, make sure that there's not another device that is sitting on top of on top of the the uh, the area where you put your card in and make sure that there is no other camera, you know, no other device that's put on, you know, on the um, ATM that that uh, that that is just there and also make that make sure that the numbers where you're punching in your information, you know, your passcodes and stuff, make sure that can't be lifted up because if it can, Mm -hmm. then somebody is there scamming you and see, because they're they're They are covering these things that I just talked about listeners and they're adding in extra cameras that shine down. And, and so this way they can get your pass numbers and all of this. Now, a lot of people may say, Teresa, really, you know, that's just too much work. Well, you know what, listeners, too bad, because I don't want any of you out there being scammed. I don't want any of you out there losing your monies and things because you got people who are full of the devil, as my aunt Deida used to say, um, full of the devil out there to do things to people who are just out there doing their regular, normal, everyday activities. You know what I'm saying, Reginald? Yeah, and uh, and unfortunately, it is a lot of work to be to be careful, but it's something that uh, that we have to do. Uh, mm-hmm. And and uh, you know, yeah, people may say, "Boy, that's a lot of work," but you know what? It is. It's, it's a lot of work to protect your children. It's a lot of work to protect your grandchildren, your wife, your husband, yourself. But it's something that that has to be done. It has uh, to be done. Basis. So you know, just uh, just suck it up and do it because uh, this is protecting your security or. It's your physical physical security or your financial security. So it's something that we have to do. We have you have to be diligent about this because uh, the people who are doing things that they shouldn't be doing, uh, they are definitely being diligent in how they can hurt people. So so we have exactly. to be diligent in protecting ourselves and and, those and that we care about. Mm-hmm. And likewise, we need to be diligent to fight against them. You can't just say, oh, that's not going to happen to me. Well, that is the hope and that is the prayer that it doesn't happen to you, that it doesn't happen to me or, you know, my family members, you know, or or any of you out there listening to me. So, you know, now you guys heard me say, you know, I'm a young woman with an old fashioned twist. Okay, I'd rather be safe than sorry. You can laugh at me all you want. I don't care. And I have a master's in technology and I still pay my bills the old fashioned way. This is all to protect myself. And my family, if I need to go and pay a, a sale bill or whatever, and, and you know, I'd, I'd, I'd go there and i pay it. I'm done. It's done, you know. Now, here, you know, now the report offers some advice, Reginald, for the consumers that are purchasing homes in this market. They they didn't have, like, a whole long list of advice, but here's, here's one. Don't transfer money before double-checking with your bank or the title company that this is really them asking for this transfer, I don't care if the logo listener and the letterhead 
or whatever or whatever looks just like your previous legitimate one you've been emailing, double double check. This goes for any information that you are receiving and particularly dealing with monies. And there was a mention Reginald in this report that the hackers were in Romania. Okay. And then here's my thing. Or how about this? A money order or cashier's, t- cashier's check and take it to the title company or the bank or wherever. Look, you know, listeners, you know, you have to realize that we are living in some crazy times. And some people will do anything without a conscience, and we must do our due diligence, as Reginald was saying earlier, and I was too, to protect ourselves from these cyber thugs. So doing things the old-fashioned way, as some refer to it as being, may be a little bit consuming, Reginald, and here comes the but. It can be a better way, especially dealing with transferring small to large large sums of money when purchasing when purchasing a home. You know what I'm saying, Reginald? Yeah, it's better to be safe than sorry. And I was thinking mm-hmm. the same thing of of going to you know going to transfer that type of money. I would rather walk into the bank and, and do it, and not do it over the computer. Walk into the bank, you know, get a money order, uh, get a check, uh, because you know you can't scam a money order. You know, you you can you can have it delivered. You know, sometimes you have to take that extra mile and and the so-called old-fashioned ways that people laugh about are, are the ways that uh, sometimes are the best ways to, to protect yourself. Um, I, was paying, uh, I was paying my, I was paying a bill yesterday, and I can't remember what it was, my cable or, no, I, I, think, I, I think it was my cell bill a few days ago. And of course, the first thing, uh, you know, they want to ask, oh, well, would you like to, you know, just have automatic payments drawn out with the cable and and I know a lot of listeners probably do that and, and, and it works for them, but that's something that I don't do and it doesn't work for me. And I mm-hmm. told the young lady, yeah, but I don't like you guys that much. Why well, can't have you to give you access to my bank account on a monthly basis? And she even had to laugh about what I said uh, herself. So 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 no. Uh so again that's being diligent. Uh, being watching over your your money, and and you have to be careful because again, the criminals—they're out there being diligent, but we have to be diligent as well. Exactly, because while you know we're sleeping, they're thinking of ways to get us. And the reason that they can have so much play on this, Reginald, is because we're living in a society of um instant instantaneous things. Quick, fast, and in a hurry. Oh, let's do it real quick. Let's da 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 da. da. You know. So they're they're. Trust me, trust me, listeners. They're 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 buying on this. They're looking at this and they're saying to themselves, "Hmm, okay. People want to do things quick, fast, and in a hurry. Okay, so we're going to be quick, fast, and in a hurry and see how we can hurt them out there. You know. So is it is it would not hurt. You know, to take some time, your most precious commodity. And and do things, you know, different than, you know, what you have before, because if we want here, here's the thing. And that you've heard me say this before. If we want to keep getting what we're getting, keep doing what we're doing. So something needs to change. Okay, when things were being done the old fashioned way, Reginald, there were crooks and thieves out there. I'm not going to discount that and say, oh, well, no, Mm -hmm. there was no the world was. No, 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 no. It's just that it's so much of it now. Because people mm-hmm. are truly disconnected from the source, and I've said that. 
people have just totally gone awry. All right. And that um, you didn't have all of this, you know, when people were buying homes and and um, they were being maybe they were being scammed by a realtor or uh, mortgage companies or title companies, something like those kinds of things were going on. But it wasn't where, you know, um, you were transferring your funds and people were intercepting them like they are today. So that's all I'm saying. I just want you guys to be, you know, safe out there. I care. I care about you guys. Okay. All right. Now, Reginald, here's another one that gets a really from me. Okay. ABC reports on May 30th, 2017, that husband of Mary Kay Letourneau files for separation. It goes on to say that the man who married his former sixth grade teacher after she was jailed for raping him seven and a half years has filed for legal separation. Okay. The report says in, in part the following. Two decades after an infamous sex scandal threw them into the national spotlight, Mary Kay Letourneau Fulau and husband Ville Fulau are separating according to court documents. Fulau, 33, requested to legally separate from his 55-year-old wife and former sixth grade teacher on May 9, 2017, according to court documents found in King County, Washington. The two married in May of 2005 in Washington, in Washington State, after Letourneau completed a seven-year prison sentence on child rape charges stemming from her relationship with Fulau. The relationship came to light when she became pregnant with their first child. She was 34 and married with four children. He was 13. He became a father at 14 and then again a year later. Now, Letourneau pleaded guilty to two counts of second-degree child rape in 1997. She gave birth to their second child while behind bars. Remembering, you know, I was remembering, Reginald, that Barbara Walters interviewed Letourneau in 2004. I I pulled that up on American Scandal on 2020 on ABC. Now, all this started in the year of 1996. Really, Reginald? Really? Yeah, I had read that uh, they were going through a divorce, and, um, you know, it, it just shows that, uh, you know, our actions have collateral damage. Um, and in Mary Kay's personal case, uh, her former husband, her children, uh, you know, things like that. Uh, and I know her children are probably grown by now, probably they're in their 20s or 30s, uh, and the children that she had with with the kids, um, uh, you know, perform the teacher. I mean, you know, all, all of this is, is collateral damage. Of, of exactly. So, so uh, you know, our actions have reactions. And mm-hmm. um, it, I don't know, it, 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 it's just a shame. It, it, it's the same. Yeah, know. now, they, uh, they meaning the uh, Falaos, did an interview in 2015, as they were celebrating their 10-year wedding anniversary. And as the reporter was asking questions of Falau Reginald, he was saying that he was, you know, he was confused. He didn't have any guidance. Nobody was there to talk to him. He had, of course, he had friends. But there, look, as he said, and he said, and we were all 14, 15 years of age. So how are they going to help him? You, you know what I'm saying? How are they going to help him, you know, with, with what he had gotten himself into? 
you know, and uh, Laterna, yeah, Laterna, Mary Kay was saying, you know, in um in the interview that uh, uh that this is a 2015 interview. Any of you guys out there listening want to pull it up? But um um she was saying, you know, that he, you know, was the one making advances to her. Well, it would seem to me that you, you know, and she was separated from her husband, you know, that still doesn't give you carte blanche to invade this young person's life the way you did, you know. Um, so I, I, I just think it's a terrible thing, Reginald. Yeah, well, you know, he was a 14-year-old kid, 13, 14-year-old kid, and, you know, he's making the excuse where he was making advances towards me. He was a 14-year-old kid, you know, the 14-year-old boy with hormones raging, you know. Uh, you know, she had um, uh, sexual desires and stuff, and that's natural, you know, she's a, a natural, healthy woman, you know. But you're thirty something years old, uh you can exactly. go out and date. You can go out and date. You don't take advantage of a fourteen, thirteen year old kid that you were teaching, that you're responsible for. So uh you know, that's like someone saying, uh, hey, take this and you know, throw this off the roof, throw this brook this brick off the roof and, and hit some cars just because someone is telling you to do something doesn't mean that you do it. You have that internal thing where you know right right from wrong, and you mm-hmm. say, no, this isn't something that, that I'm going to do. So mm-hmm. uh, whenever I would see interviews of her, uh, you know, she was just not taking responsibility for her actions. She's, exactly. she's an adult. She's, she's an adult. Yeah. When you're in that situation, you know, I, I you know, when I worked in, worked in high school or Dean of Student Services at a high school in suburban Chicago and, you know, work around a lot of uh, young people, teenagers, uh, things like that now. And because kids who don't have guidance, uh, you know, they will, they, they will try to coach you on those certain things. This happens to me. But it's, it's your opportunity to be a teacher. It's your opportunity to be loving and to show them. And that's a teaching moment. You know, to show mm-hmm. them that, that this isn't how, this isn't what you do, this isn't how you do it. Because uh, a lot of kids, this is their way of, of, of showing or thinking that it's, that it's right, that it's acceptable uh, to be sexual mm-hmm. in, that, in that way. But when you are a person mm-hmm. of authority, that's your opportunity to teach. That's your opportunity that's to show them. To, that's your mm-hmm. opportunity to, to show them in a caring, loving way. Exactly. That this is not something that you do. Since she admitted that he was making these advances, I would have have expected her because she's thirty. She was thirty three years of age, um, um, and and a and a um separated from her husband, uh, whatever at that time. So she's had all of these experiences, and as you're saying, she's a teacher, and she and she had her her opportune moment right there to teach him right from wrong. But instead, she decided to not go right. She decided to go wrong, you know. And by the way, their children are teenagers now. They're like 17 and something like that, 17, 18, some, something like that. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. Wow. wow. Yeah. I had totally, you know, like forgot about them, um, you know, until they, they talked about it. And uh, I just wanted to, you know, I like to bring interesting, um, uh, you know, stories and controversial 
stories uh, to, you know, to my listeners and that, that we discussed to them, Reginald, because they're all they're You know, they're they're all um, if you listen to what it is that we're talking about, it's all teaching um, uh, tools that we're talking about. And so, you know, this also um, can can help anybody out there, you know, who may be leaning towards the way of uh, Laterno and Latal. I mean, I'm sorry, um, Fulau, um, you know, don't you know, don't do that. You know, um, as you heard, my brother actually gave some good um, advice there from a mental health perspective. So, you know, I really appreciate that. OK, let's move on to the next um, um, topic. Uh, President Trump is likely to withdraw the United States from the Paris Climate um, Accord, a move that will fulfill a key campaign promise and upend a signature achievement of uh, President Obama. Uh, this is being reported on ABC News. Although the officials caution no decision is final until the president officially announces it, the White House is now working on how to roll out the announcement and explain the reasons behind Trump's decision. If Listen to this. If Trump decides to withdraw the United States from the Global Climate Accord, it would be seen as a win for chief strategist Steve Bannon and those aligned with him who have urged the president to pull out of the landmark agreement. But... It would also be seen as a loss for Trump's daughter, Ivanka Trump, and her and his son-in-law, Jared Kushner, who reportedly back in February, Reginald pushed the president to remove language, critical language of the Paris Accord from executive order related to environmental issues. Now, Reginald, didn't John Kerry sign this agreement, um, you know, in the law on Earth Day in 2016? Wasn't that uh, 2016 he signed this into law? Yeah, well, actually, uh, pres- uh, actually, President Obama uh, attended uh, uh, the conference and and, and signed it. Uh, so it, it, it would be, in my opinion, uh, a disaster uh, if America uh, withdrew from this. The only other country that uh, that uh, does not agree or does not is not in this agreement is uh, Nicaragua and Syria. And uh, mm-hmm. Nicaragua said the only reason that they didn't sign in on it is because it didn't go far enough. Uh, so uh, that would be we'll talk, we'll talk about going going backwards. But this is what this guy always wants to do. You know, he wants to make in a, uh, you know to keep a campaign promise, uh, and simply because you want to keep a campaign promise, you know, to people who are standing out there cheering you, well, how, you know, this climate and everything is going to affect those people and affect their lives and affect their grandchildren and affect their grandchildren's grandchildren. So, mm-hmm. then again, Donald Trump doesn't believe in, in climate change. He says it's a hope. Uh, but all of this is about money. This is all about allowing companies to, to pollute, to do what they want to do, to not have regulation. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. to talk about how regulations are, are so bad. Well, actually, regulations are good because you need regulations even in your own home. You exactly. teach your children to regulate their behavior. You teach a mm-hmm. three-year-old to regulate his or her behavior. Uh, we have mm-hmm. regulations where you have to stop at the stoplight when it turns red. Uh, mm-hmm. You have regulations at work where, okay, you're supposed to start at this certain time to do this amount of work. So, Regulations, as uh, you know, the Republicans want to throw it out there, is just so horrible. But but they're not. 
Exactly. You know, the EPA is one of the things that they want to do as well. But the EPA was started by Richard Nixon. They, they always uh, talk about how bad the EPA was, but they never failed to say that the EPA was started by Republican President Richard Nixon, who I totally agreed with with the EPA. So to mm-hmm. um, um, be able to loosen a lot of regulations uh, that's going to affect air, going to affect water, is it, wrong. And, um, and and I don't give Ivanka or Jared any credit on them saying that they're trying to talk to Donald Trump about staying in. That that's a smoke screen. That's a ruse. Don't drink the Kool Aid. Exactly. And you know, and I want to say, you know, that um, you know, when you were talking about uh, this, that he wants to keep keep up with a campaign promise. I mean, give me a break. You know, a lot of presidents they say things. Um, during their campaign. But however, once they get together with uh, supposedly uh, the collective minds and that you, you hash over it, you talk about it, you think about it, hopefully you pray over it, then you have a different perspective, you know, Reginald, on what it was something that you said. I would That would be the hope. Promises can be broken. People will, oh, well, you promised me, you know, promises can be broken. Um, it was reported also um to Rachel and my listeners that you know Exxon Mobil is definitely um you know against this now they're a big oil company okay um uh, so you have Exxon Mobil you also had you know Apple there's a lot of um heavy breathers sitting you know in in these in these meetings and they're all like you know uh, no, we are not going to do this. You even had look Reginald Lindsey Graham coming out speaking against this okay um so I totally agree, you know, that rules and regulations and laws are good. They're good. Government is good, people. Don't listen to that like, oh, we don't need a government because if we don't have government, what we're what we going to have, communism or something? I mean, come on now, really. Government is good. We need to have rules. We need to have regulations. We need to have laws. Things people need to be abided by. They need to know that you cannot do this and then get away with it. You know, you cannot just go in and rob a bank and then think that it's that it's okay. You cannot just go out and do any other heinous crime and think that it's okay. There are there there are um uh things that will happen if you you know if you do go out and do something uh to another person um and 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 or if you 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 know go out and try to harm yourself. You know, there's there there is um you know laws against that. You know what I'm saying? So I totally, uh, uh, you know, agree with you on, on that original. The government is good. The government is good. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with having the government. So don't, don't even listen to that. So now I, you know, I want to get something else into because I'm running out, running out of time. Now, Reginald, uh, it's being said that the vast majority of U.S. drivers exhibit aggressive behavior. Now, according to the new AAA study that concluded in July of last year, Rose rays blows up across America. That's what the report says, and it's by Jeffrey Cook. And it says that it only takes one aggressive lane change, one menacing glare, one honk from the car behind you, and the blood pressure can rise so high that an altercation ensues. Aggressive driving continues to be a serious threat to the safety of the roadway, and most U.S. drivers are engaging in such behavior um, according to a new research by the AAA Foundation. Now, uh, the study, the purpose of which was to provide estimates of the prevalence of aggressive driving behaviors, found that 78% of respondents admitted, Reginald, to having engaged 
in at least one aggressive driving behavior in the last year. And the respondents were 2,705 licensed drivers questioned in a, you know, via a nationally representative online survey that was conducted back in 2014. Now, um, approximately one third of all drivers surveyed said that they have made Reginald an angry gesture at another driver and one in four drivers reported purposefully blocking another driver from changing lane. The report says that drivers under 40 are the worst offenders and stress levels are high. Is this, you know, is it really worth, here's my question, Reginald, is it really worth getting into fist fights, possibly losing your life over over dumb crap? You know, there is such a thing called karma, and, you know, and they say that it is really a bitch. So why don't you just, you know, if a person, you know, flips you off or whatever, you know, it's like, okay, fine, go ahead. You know, you'll meet someone just as evil as you and you guys can hatch, hatch it out. You know what I'm saying, Reginald? Yeah, it's road, road rage. I mean, I, a couple of days ago, I, you know, coming from, coming from court and a guy was, you know, I just pull out like I normally would and this guy pulls in behind me and he's blowing his horn and giving me the finger and everything. And, and, and it's just so ironic whenever you change lanes, whenever you put your signal on to change lanes, the person mm-hmm. on the either right or left of you, they're they're speeding up. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's everyday occurrence is like, what is it that makes people speed up when you want to change lanes when you when you put your signal on? Um, mm-hmm. But it's 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 just disrespect. Um, it you know people have issues going on. You know, there's you know substance abuse issues there. There's anger issues with the wife or kids or family. Or, or just blatant disrespect. Uh, yeah. The road racing has that definitely out of hand. It, it, it really has. Yeah, it has gotten out of hand. I mean, this is terrible. I mean, and, and how about two regional, um, you know, the drivers, you know, you're driving on the highway, let's say, um, you know, people are going at a high speed and this is just one of the many dangerous things that, um, um, people who, like you're saying, probably having a bad day, mental ineptness, who knows. Um, how about the ones, you know, they're driving slow, okay? And then you go around them. You know, you put your signal on, you go around them safely. You know, you're going to, you know, go past them. How about the way they speed up? What, what type of craziness is that? They speed, you know, it's like, okay, I'm going to go slow. You know, I'm liking that. I'm going slow and this person is behind me. Really? What what craziness is that out there? I mean, come on, you're driving slow. A person decides, okay, I'm going to go around you. You know, the speed limit is let's say 65, and you're doing uh, let's say 60. So I can, you know, safely go around you and and you know do the speed limit 65. You know, as long as I'm not you know speeding going over that or anything. Why can't I do that? And then the person takes off. Really, yeah. really crazy. Really yeah, crazy. Really crazy. Well, were you, you know. doing this on purpose or what, you know? And, and even yeah. when, when, I'm, when I'm going uh, going to Yuma, coming from Yuma, you know, my weekly trip to Yuma, and I'm thinking about this yesterday, it's just amazing. You know, I'm doing 75, and the person passes you, and they just disappear. So if I'm doing 75, and you go past me, and I don't see you anymore, what the heck are you 
too darn fast. Slow down is not that serious. And, um, you know, let's, let's have some respect for not only other drivers, but for yourself. Exactly. Exactly. Well, Reginald, you know what I'm going to say? We have come to the end of our broadcast, and I thank you so much for, you know, being such a fantastic uh, guest on my show. I, you know, I do value you, your time, and your opinions. Um, it, it means a lot to me and my listeners out there. I will be broadcasting again, you listeners, on the 15th of, of June. Can you believe that? We'll be in the middle of the month already when I come back. And it also will be just a few days before Father's Day. Okay. And, uh, so we're gonna, uh, we're, we're gonna have another very, um, uh, enlightening, um, show again, another, uh, enlightening talk. I had said that Sandy Roberts would be with us on the 15th of June, but she had to cancel that due to, um, another, uh, scheduling conflict. Um, she's gonna talk about the ripple effect, which is a project that she works with helping, um, helping, um, um, the veterans of our of, of this nation, but we will have her on uh, very soon so we can, um, you know, talk to her about that. But I want to say thank you very much for listening to me. I, I love you listening to me. I want you to be kind to yourself and be kind to one another and have a great day. This is Teresa E. Keeves. <laughs>